the motherfucker who said we're going to keep this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial. Some of it is karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that. And where he fucking lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You're listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush. Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrashenkill. You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show, joined, of course, by the good and golden boy, the internet sweetheart. You know him. You love him. He is the 365 Days of Horror, or as I like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I am good. I am great. I am golden. How are you? I gotta tell you, I kind of struggled through your introduction there. I uh, I had been outside in the heat for a while. I think it just kind of zonked my brain a little bit. I was like, "Who is this guy that I've done this introduction for like literally five hundred times now?" Uh, but I know you. You're my friend, and all it's of me. You- it's it's the cutie pie of the show. <laughs> and all of uh, all of you people out there listening, you are our parasocial friends as well. Uh, we got a show for you today, uh, man. I'm really. Str- what did we even do for the last episode? It was the Judas Priest Rab Halford autobiography. Oh, right. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. So if you want one that we put a lot of thought into, go back and listen to that episode again. For this one, we got uh, we got a few other things. We got a few axes to grind upon again. But before we get into all of that, how are you doing? Doing okay. It is hot and humid and gross, so that means it must be summer. Yep. Though it is not nearly as bad as what you've been dealing with. Sucks, man. Uh, we are really living through the end times here. Uh, I get incredibly depressed every single summer, and yet I still live in Texas. So that one's on me. That one's on me, gang. Uh, I got to do better going forward. One um, day we'll get you, uh, th- get you up to the northeast and have you experience like one day of real winter and see how you feel afterwards. I'm uh, just blowing my brain straight out. I uh, I think the furthest northeast I've ever gone was I spent. One day in Baltimore. <laughs> That's still below the Mason-Dixon line. Shit, really? Yeah. Man, uh, okay, the Northeast is completely foreign to me. Uh, I guess so is, like, the Southeast and, like, the Midwest. But I, I know the I know the South and the West, those two things, those are good. Mostly the Southwest, I guess. <laughs> it's like we play both kinds of music, country and Western. I've been to both places, the South west in the west it, essentially yeah um i really i guess i guess i gotta gotta figure out the rest of this year country I, I thought i had it figured out but i haven't really been anywhere i guess so you know if you're from one of those other places uh let me know in the comments if it's good if i should see it or not or if i can pass because that'll make things a lot easier if you can just tell me like avoid this stretch of the country i i can just mark it off my little travel map there's at least 20 to 25 states you can just automatically skip. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, what's, what's going on right now in like Missouri? Like surely nothing good, right? I'm thinking, uh, I mean, they do, they do have sports teams. So there's like professional sports teams. So there's something, it's not like Idaho. Idaho has like, um, uh, like militias and stuff. I think that's what they got going on right now. Right. And some natural beauty, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, mostly right-wing militias. I think the, the cool thing right now with uh, Idaho is like uh, a bunch of like ca- like right-wing Californians have decided to like move into Idaho because it's cheaper there. And uh, they're just, you know, of course, fucking up the housing economy. But they're also like making the state like much, much more deeply racist and unpleasant. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a fun little uh, migration pattern that, that is often not talked about. Uh, but this this show isn't necessarily about Idaho, although I guess it could be if we wanted to. No, and instead, uh, what what we're going to do on this one is we're going to revisit some some things that we've been talking about on and off for months now. And I'm going to leave it up to you. Where do you want to start with that, Jordan? We could start 
Music or music news? Mm. Which one do you feel? Let's start with music news. That's a little bit easier for me to stomach. Well, they are canceling, canceling, canceling themselves. Hmm. Ronnie Radke and the Falling in Reverses canceled a festival appearance. They were supposed to appear on what is River Riot, 89.7 The River, which is a radio station in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Wait, 89.7? Man, how, 89. how badly has rock and roll fallen down that we're in the like 80s frequency there? Couldn't even get a 90 or a 10. <laughs> There's just lots of... Uh, talk radio and classic rock and lots of country i'm sure uh i lived in iowa for a time there was actually alt rock stations and i was out there so it was my one respite from everything else that i was doing but uh so this festival was supposed to take place july 12th with falling universe headlining with special guests ice nine kills under oath catch your breath and the tale untold at the west fair amphitheater Mm -hmm. but sadly that show did not happen that's a crying shame uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so there was a statement from river riot saying unfortunately due to health issues and concerns for ronnie radgate of falling in reverse today's show river riot has been canceled this was not a light decision and the rest of the act scheduled agreed and support falling in reverse's decision Tickets can be refunded at the point of purchase. Fans who purchased online, blah, 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 blah. 89.7, the river will continue to support Falling Reverse and all supporting acts. Quality of life is more important than money, exclamation point. Quality of life. What is this? Fucking sounds like he's like a nursing home resident with like failure to thrive. (laughs) Like, come on, man. What is this? No one's turning him over in his bed so he doesn't get bed sores. Exactly, exactly. Uh, That's weird that like, Ronnie Radke, because he's the most sensitive little man on, on earth, I guess, like had to cancel. He had a terrible uh, case of the uh, the sniffles, possibly terminal. Uh, and everybody else, because there's like, what, five or six other bands on the bill. They're like, yes, we will. We will also cancel in solidarity with Ronnie Radke, who would certainly extend, extend the same courtesy to us. <laughs> yeah, that's a super weird thing that like I don't recall ever happening like one band can't play so that's it the whole thing's canceled yeah like uh, the only thing i could think of is when metallica and guns and roses were on tour and james headfield was lit on fire and had to be rushed to the hospital and guns and roses like nah we're not gonna play and then there was a riot in montreal i mean to be fair axel was probably not gonna play anyway he's like oh god i hate this shit uh oh james is on fire cool we can cancel (laughs) so yeah it's like all the other bands were there they can't play that that's very strange like i can i don't agree with falling universe like not just being like okay we will still put on a show the show goes on people came here to see us let's do something because they've done this before, when they've a lost lot. their laptop and they couldn't possibly play live, and when his uh, when Ronnie's throat hurt, he just you know cancels shows left and right. He's been doing it a lot recently, so what's the deal? I don't know. He uh, I, I remember we looked at his uh, Twitter and he was like threatening various uh, you know metal journalists for talking about it saying, like, I will fucking beat your ass for saying that I'm not playing these shows because I have a cold or something. And then he was like, I have a cold. <laughs> and also, yeah, dude, I'll fight you. I don't care. Yeah, I, again, I'm pretty sure you're, like, five foot two. It's going to be okay. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, uh, he, as he himself said, like, uh, it costs money to cancel all these shows. Uh, certainly wouldn't be the preferred thing to do. Is he just, you know, flush enough that he can cancel a whole string of these dates and, and take that uh, that beating financially? What do you think? I'm thinking they get paid up front and they're just, you know, not completing their contracts or not fulfilling their contracts and things will all work out somehow in the end. I mean, that's, that's a, a ballsy move for sure. I would have thought maybe by now we would have heard uh, from some promoters like taking him to task if he was getting paid up front and just no showing uh i don't know i I would be curious to know exactly what's going on here uh do you have any theories 
Um, heavy drug usage. I mean, that's my theory as well, of course. Uh, he seems like a deeply unstable person in all manner, so that could do it. Whether it's disappearing for a long time on end or perhaps having some personal issues at home. Uh, well, regardless, that's probably not any of the case because I was curious. I went to his Twitter. I'm just like, hmm, maybe something really happened for them to just completely cancel the show. You know, maybe he has gingivitis of the balls. Who knows what's <laughs> going on? No, he's on Twitter. Someone had tweeted at him, Bro cancels his show in Iowa today for health concerns and still has time to tweet when they should tour. Good point. I think that's a very good point from this person. I I agree with you, man. It seems like uh, somebody who has a valid concern there. So Ronnie quote tweets responding. Oh, and he is a Twitter blue check mark, so... He pays for this shit and he gets to tweet oh, longer. Of course he does, yeah. <laughs> this was made for, like, Twitter Blue was made for people like this. Like, if you have an outsized sense of self-importance, like, that, yes, you, of course you're going to pay for it. People need to hear what I have to say. He says, you see, we have three very good singers in my band. We take our jobs very seriously when performing in places with such high altitudes and dry air the vocal cords can get strained. Furthering the singing without rest can permanently damage vocals requiring surgery that some never recover from. What people do not realize that rapping is very hard in the cords itself. <laughs> Talking and singing are different. So rapping, singing, and screaming, I'm and using falsetto, is very strenuous, especially... It's supposed to say two. It's he he types ti. Ty, a forty-year-old man. Forty is again like okay. <laughs> I think he might be lying about that a little bit too. <laughs> you don't see me coming in here and complaining about you taking a day off work at Sonic Burger where you work. Mm, I love Sonic Burger. I suggest you just keep it moving. And like I'm just thinking. Um, because we talked about this like a couple of months ago where he was canceling a whole string of shows because they were in like hockey arenas and he was like, you see the cold air, it is very, it's fatal to the vocal cords actually. And now he's like the dry air (laughs) and the high altitude, it's even more fatal to the vocal cords. I'm just thinking like, wow, he is the, uh, the most sensitive vocalist of all time, I think. Uh, you know, like Pavarotti getting up there at Red Rocks or whatever, like, uh, you know, being able to actually hit some range and doing something with your voice like this motherfucker is like, it's hard to rap. <laughs> My foot hurts. Like, man, just get some warm water and have someone super soaker your throat if you need it throughout the set. You are playing, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. 45 if, minutes at the most? Come on, man. Like, And again... If it's such a problem, you can't go on. Everyone else can play. Pull people up from the crowd. Have some of the other bands do vocals. I'm sure someone from Ice Nine Kills can easily follow in and do what you do. And if it's not exactly as how you or the computers sound like, it's fine. It is. Fans like that stuff. It's a special moment. Like, I know you didn't get to see the band you wanted, but for one night, you got to see this like weird funky different thing like remembering back maybe 20 years ago i think it was on ozfest like ozzy couldn't perform Mm -hmm. for like one or two nights so rob halford jumped in and was doing black Sabbath songs that's awesome that's super cool like yeah you didn't get to see the guy but you saw something that people will like never ever get to see so do something people are there to be entertained ultimately don't just be like nah not gonna do it I mean, like, I'm not really trying to give this guy career advice. I hope th- I hope for his failure. Like, I hope for his total immiseration. Uh, I want his life to be uh, a flaming shambles, essentially. So, by all means, keep doing this shit. I think it'll work out great for everybody. <laughs> I mean, there's... I guess there's still fans out there. And, hey, we know of a radio station that's actually playing their music. Yeah. It does exist. Again, It's like, just in the middle of the country. 
I saw like some people in the uh, the the toilet hall Discord like who is who is falling in reverse essentially. It's like okay, well, number one, listen to the fucking show, you asshole. Uh, but for everybody else, it's like, why are you talking about them? It's uh, because this is one of the few things that is actually successful. And as you can see, like it should not be. Everything is working against it. This should by all means be the, the shambles that it is destined to be. But it's not there yet, and we need to push it along. I think we can. it's like the Starship Troopers bits. I'm doing my part. I, I feel I'm doing my part. Um, it's not there yet. Uh, Radke hasn't completely self-immolated in public yet. But I think if we keep at it, we can get there, gang. So, you know, let's uh, let's fucking put our, our our spirit bomb together to make this happen. I think I think we can do it. Um, as uh, like I think you were saying, like uh, God, who is his uh, his girlfriend? He is currently dating, as far as we still know, Soraya from AEW. Okay. And has she been uh, active in AEW lately? She kind of disappeared off TV since like mid-June. I don't know if she's been back since. But that was also under like weird and mysterious circumstances that no one's explained. Hmm. Uh, tough to say. Don't know exactly what's going on with those kids, but they uh, they should probably they should probably get their shit together. I would say. <clears throat> Uh, Ronnie Radke, real, real, real piece of shit. What do you think? Can we can we put a cap on this one for now and uh, just check back in the next time that he shoots himself in the foot? Until he complains that the air is too moist for him and yeah. he can no longer perform. Just the you got to You got to take such care of your instrument when you're the, apparently the greatest vocalist of all time. <laughs> the human instrument, Ronnie Radke. Essentially. Uh, what, what else you got? Well, we mentioned Ozzy and Judas Priest, and Judas Priest is actually bailing him out again. Huh. Uh, we talked a few months ago uh, at length about the Power Trip Festival that was going on in California, which is just rich people dancing awkwardly to ACDC and other classic rock and early metal bands for obscene amounts of money. Yeah, this is the festival that is uh, essentially the implication, if you you will. Uh, You're out there in the middle of nowhere, completely dependent upon uh, this promotion company to give you the food and water necessary to sustain life. They will leave your Coachella-looking ass in the dust if you don't pony up for a bus ride to the venue. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think that we talked about that on that episode that, you know, looking at yeah this this lineup, which is what? It was like six bands total? Yeah, it was uh, Metallica, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Tool, and Iron Maiden. Yeah, and I think that we talked about it specifically that it was a pretty risky one. Uh, putting Ozzy on that bill because, I mean, uh, as far as uh, I have heard, he has retired a lot lately. He's definitely retired a lot. Uh, He's retiring multiple times, but still kind of playing shows, but also still putting out new music. Yeah, well, he had to cancel, unsurprisingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he put out a statement, as painful as this is, I've had to make the decision to bow out of performing on Power Trip in October. My original plan was to return to the stage in the summer of 2024, and when the offer to do this show came in, I optimistically moved forward. Unfortunately, my body is telling me that I'm just not ready yet, and I am much too proud to have the first show that I do in nearly five years be half-assed. That that can't be true. (laughs) That's not true at all, man. Like, I keep... I keep seeing him do performances, even though he says that he's retired. Where, where are these numbers coming from, man? <laughs> Maybe he forgot. Maybe. I don't know. Because, um, like, uh, the most recent thing that we talked about was he said, I'm uh, retiring from uh, doing shows in America. And then we saw him do that uh, that NFL game at the halftime show uh, in L.A. So I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, he's an unreliable narrator is what he is. They also said they were moving back to England, and that hasn't happened either, I don't think. What is He's just, you can't, you can't take him at his word, unfortunately. And he continues, the band that will be replacing me on Power Trip will be announced shortly. They are personal friends of mine, and I can promise that you will not be disappointed. Above all, I want to thank my fans, my band, and my crew for their unconditional loyalty and continual support. Love you all, and I will see you soon. God bless, Ozzy. 
and that band that's replacing him is Judas Priest. I uh, I mean I like Judas Priest. I think that's a cool band. I think that I think it's a step up. I, it is a step up in some ways, but for the kind of. Uh, you know, uh, rich clout shark that is uh, gonna pony up to go to this thing, man. Like you could, you could probably see Judas Priest for about twenty five dollars at an arena near you. <laughs> like it's fairly easy to see those guys as opposed to say a Tool or a Guns and Roses. I hope they just play all obscure hits. They don't give them Breaking the Law. They don't give them any of the songs they know. They just get like Turbo Lover and Ram It Down, <laughs> just the obscure stuff. That's all you get. Yeah, I I think it'd be great if uh, you know we learned last week that Rob has never listened to uh, Jugulator. Uh, I think it'd be great if he listened to it and learned it specifically to play it front to back for this one. <laughs> and he does have a very good sense of humor. That would be one of the biggest power moves possible. You're playing a show for rich people who really don't know who you are, mm-hmm. except for the one song that's on the radio, and you do this once in a lifetime thing of not your song. I think it would be brilliant. I also think that Tim Ripper Owens would maybe shed tears to it. So that's even better. <laughs> All the more reason to do it then. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know. What do you, what, what do you think? Uh, what is, the, what are the, what are the Hoi Polois think? What are the, what are the riffraff think? I think everyone is saying, Ozzy, please retire. <laughs> Um, I mean, what he should probably do is when he is feeling as best as he can, do a final show in L.A., a final show in New York, maybe a final show in England somewhere, whether it's a hometown show or London, whatever. And that's it. Be done. If you want to show up on stage and do a song with someone for a special event, that would be cool. If you want to still make music and put out songs, that's cool. But there's no need to be on a tour bus and to play these long sets and try to force yourself to do it. Rest. It's time. It's okay. You're free, Jeannie. Uh, I just, I don't think, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the compulsion is to do this. Maybe just because he's been doing this for his entire life that he thinks he has to do it. But he's got the money, man. Like, you're done. You can be done. It's okay. You can rest on your fucking laurels already. I'm sure it's, like you said, he's been doing this for almost his entire life. He probably doesn't know anything else to do or what to do with himself. And it's hard to walk away from people cheering for you and chanting your name and wanting to see you to just sit on the couch with your wife's five yapping dog fighting (laughs) at you. And I don't know, having to see your daughter's funny looking Slipknot husband. Oh, yeah, that's got to be tough. I mean, like, realistically, though, he's saying that he had planned to make a big return to the stage in 2024. It's like, do you think that his health is going to suddenly get better by that time? Like, he's dealing with a degenerative disease. Like, if anything, it'll be worse. You got to start pumping him full of human growth hormone. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever cocktail they give Joe Biden to keep him awake for, (laughs) like, a press interview. (laughs) Well, I was thinking more like Stallone, where he's just really muscular and jack but his you know he looks rubbery just do that to ozzy just give him pecs and lats and really jack him up it's it you know what it's worth a shot i think we ought to give it a try um well uh, i hope that uh, everybody out there uh, that spent like five grand to go to this uh, weekend festival uh, appreciates hearing some proper music but we'll see uh for some reason i feel like we're gonna get a bunch of losers whining about it You'll hear the broken glass from bottle service when they find out Ozzy's not there. Sacre bleu! <laughs> like the idea of these guys being like fancy French guys <laughs> going to this festival. Just twirling their mustaches. Ho-ho-honing <laughs> with disapproval. Uh, all right, well, that's that's cool. What, what, what else you got? Do we want to talk a little bit about music? Uh... I try to avoid it, but I guess we can. The Shredders are back. Yay. Now, when you say the Shredders are back, like, are they back back? Are they making a big splash like they were initially when they were initially announced uh, all of these uh, blog networks and such uh, dutifully reporting on, on their existence? I think we're the only ones dutifully reporting on them. I don't think anyone else covers them unless they're owned by The Orchard. 
Uh, I, I see. That's the thing. Like for this new song uh, that the Shredders have released, I tried. I tried to find a single outlet talking about it, and the best that I could do was I found a Facebook page that just lists all of the th- releases coming out that particular day, and no link or anything, just the word, uh, the words, uh, the Shredders' Destiny Calling. That was the extent I could find in about 15 minutes of searching online for it. Well, luckily, their PR sends us the promo stuff, so I know as soon as this happens and I rush to YouTube and see that 20 other people have listened to this song has been out for a day. Um, by the time that I had gotten to this song, uh, it had been an exponential increase here. We are now at 33 views on this song that has been released uh, to every, uh, I think, blog in the existence of the blogosphere. Uh, it's coming from Secret Service PR, which gets around. So that gives you an idea of how many people have clicked on this fucking thing. And there are lots of blogs and websites out there that are literally just reposting press releases as their news. Like, copy, paste, done. And that's all they can muster, at least for the past five or six hours this has been out. And none of them even touched this one. (laughs) (laughs) So we have this email, and we can read that and talk about the song, because there's just so much to talk about for it. There's a lot to talk about here for sure. Shredheads unite. Oh, God. Over the past month, Metaversian Masters of Metal, the Shredders, called upon Discord fans to vote for which single should be released next. And the Heshers have spoken. Today, the band has revealed the chosen final single, Destiny Calling, from their upcoming debut album, The Shredders, which will be available on August 4th. So, if we have 33 views, including our ironic views and probably a few other ironic views on this as well, how many people do you think in their, are in their Discord voting on, like, which single should we release next? Oh, some of our listeners and readers are actually in that discord so we could ask them and find out <laughs> yeah we, we need the hard data here guys come on share it with us and so they put out this song and they actually have a quote from the from the drummer of the band which i want to point out this person doesn't exist no this is a uh, a f- shitty ass cartoon doodle uh that they attributed a quote to yeah, Donnie Deckman, their drummer. And again, not a real person. This is all done on a computer. It was pretty cool having the fans pick the newest single. It really took the pressure off the band as we usually fight about shit like that. But I dig Destiny Calling. I got in a nice groove on that one, and I was really able to focus on just smashing my drums. Weasel and Vincent pull off some killer solos on that one as well. See, even the fake, not real drummer for this band can't get excited for their fake, not real song. We usually fight about shit like that. Well, wow, that's a great piece of flavor text there, you fucking asshole. Whoever wrote this, I just hope eternal damnation for you. What do you got for... Here's the thing here. Like, seeing the track listing here, seeing who they managed to get on this is really kind of really irking me pretty good. Uh, so wait, what's, what song was this one? Destiny Calling? Yes. This was solely the Shredders, uh, which I think is the first one that, uh, maybe the only one that they have that doesn't have a guest on it. Uh, but you have, uh, let's see, Origins featuring Derek Green of Fake Sepultura, um, Shredder, the Shredders song with Alex Skolnick, we talked about that one. The Beast featuring Gary Holt, very fitting. Iron Storm featuring George Lynch. Do better, George. Uh, you Are the Devil featuring Dave Davidson, who will do anything, I guess. Uh, Sins of the Valley featuring Brandon Ellis. We talked about that one that had less than 50 views, I believe. Um, one featuring two members of Crypta and Birth of the Wicked featuring Dan Lilker. Moron. Uh, pretty disappointing list. What do you think? I hope they're getting paid. 
I would hope so too. Uh, I hope they weren't paid in whatever crypto bullshit this is this is pitching. It just depreciates in value. Oh yeah, they're getting paid in uh, Krugerrands or dinar. What was that Iraqi gold? Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, for sure, dude. It says here in other related nudes, news, the metalheads blaze. Harry and hemorrhoids behind the new metal zine Ancient Scepters recently posted a second episode of their series which follows the crew as they give readers a behind-the-scenes look at running one of the hottest and most demonic metal rags ever produced. Behind-the-scenes look. It's just some guy sitting at a computer clicking things and going back 30 seconds to listen to it. So, so what this is, is this is uh, fucking uh, puppets. Like, they made YouTube videos of puppets to talk specifically about the fucking uh, NFT nonsense that's going on here. Um, I, I, it's making me mad, man. It's making me real mad. So for what it's worth, they put a lot of effort into these uh, videos with the fucking... Um, uh, puppets and like some animation and stuff like that. Like they wrote, uh, they wrote scripts for these. They're pretty long. Uh, and the most recent one's been up for two weeks has 160 views on it. I kind of hope this is sort of like a, the producer situation where they're trying to make something so bad that it fails and they can just cash out on the insurance policy. That would make me feel better about it. Same, same. I, I, so much like, stuff went into this shit that like should not exist at all anyway um you want to talk about this song so the whole reason why we're talking about this beyond just reminding you that this is a very stupid thing that exists is the video that they put out is a lyric video oh yeah and which is like so essential dude (laughs) no bands need a lyric video like none it is completely unnecessary and it leaves you open to like lots of misspellings that never gets corrected or, you know, it's just the, your artwork for your album slightly moving around instead of it being a static image. It doesn't matter. You don't need it. And like, for the most part, 99% of metal bands, you can't write for shit, man. Like your ideas are dumb. The, the lyrics that you're putting down are submoronic. Which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> But for this one, I felt the need to type out all of the lyrics in this video. So, you know, you don't have to listen to it yourself, but so you get the full flavor of what this band is or who, if it is a human being, is writing these lyrics. That's useful because this song itself, musically, dog, dog shit, man. No, it's not worth, there is nothing worth listening to here. This guy's vocals, whatever... If it's a human, quit singing. If it's like an AI thing, just destroy the machinery like Skynet. I hate the sound of it. It's very not good. And everything is pretty much just leading to the couple of solos that dot the song to help stretch it out to four minutes and 20 seconds. So the lyrics are, I can show you the way. I can show show you the the way. way. I can show you the way. It's six in the morning. The sun rising up. Prepare to meet your doom. The storm is a-coming. I didn't stutter there, by the way. The storm is a-coming. Feel the crash and burn. Destiny calling. Freedom is the brother to the desolate falling. Riding through the storm. Can you see me? Do you feel me? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm a running from the darkness light man. The darkness no, light man. There. I'm a running from the darkness light man. Uh-huh. I'm a running from the darkness light man. Of course. Of course. It makes sense that the darkness light man would be running. And the, the lyrics are on the screen, and it's Lightman one word. Like, it's his last name. Like, Saul Lightman. <laughs> what? Like, it, maybe 
maybe this will all come like full circle and make sense, but right now it certainly sounds like a bunch of like just words kind of clipped together, pasted like haphazardly, uh, as if it was not made uh, like by any human input whatsoever. I'm a running from the darkness light man. <laughs> Will you tell me why I can't hear you? I am living in this fantasy away. Destiny calling. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I am living in this fantasy away. I'm living in this fantasy away. I am running from the darkness light man. <laughs> Destiny calling. Freedom is the brother to the desolate falling. Riding through the storm, destiny calling. Freedom is the brother to the law. Freedom is the brother to the law? Freedom is the brother to the law. God, that's like a fucking... It's like one of those Dr. Steve Brule things that's gonna rattle in my head forever. Like, one of paper equal four of coin. <laughs> For your health. And it finishes off with always running from the night mayors mm. freedom is the brother of the law I'm a running from the darkness light man and freedom is the brother of the law I don't know I mean the the thing that would make the most sense here right is that this was just cribbed together by you know chat GPT or whatever they fed it into some kind of I don't know machine that cranks out really bad vocals and they called it a day that's what that's what i'm gonna go with what do you think i think probably ai or lyric generator with apparently no one looking at it to see if it even flows or makes some sort of sense or like even just like vocally it's not like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus it's like the chorus repeats itself twice in one spot and the whole thing's a mess. I, if I had to guess, it's probably someone really singing, but like a studio guy. I guess you know, so. no, no one who's like really in any sort of known band, and you know they're hired to do this, or maybe they have a friend who's a singer who's you know used to be in some sort of '80s, '90s metal band that just hasn't done anything, so it's a paycheck. Maybe, maybe it's someone from Odin. <laughs> Uh, I get, it, that would make sense, I suppose, but this whole this whole package is baffling to me, man. And I, well, I mean, I guess what doesn't make sense to me is why aren't more people interested in watching this train wreck? Because <laughs> like this is the promise of AI, really, like a, a thing that literally nobody wants. Uh, it's slapped together, like doesn't make any sense. Is bad to listen to. Is bad to look at. Uh, is just blatantly like a marketing opportunity. And uh, yeah, like I, I think that we should all see like what the future of AI and entertainment looks like. It looks exactly like this. We need to send it to the Writers Guild and to Fran Drescher with uh, SAG AFTRA so they could be like, look at this. This is what they want to put in your movies. I would love to see. Fran Drescher doing a press conference, tearing apart the shredders, saying this is what they want to do to us. <laughs> Just calling them posers. <laughs> uh, this shit is so bad, it could not get on a pay-to-play bill. Um, what do you... <sighs> the thing is that there's like 10 more songs that they're going to release from this fucking thing, man. And like... Well, the, the album comes out in less than a month, so... It's just going to be out, and it'll probably be forgotten about, hopefully. I mean, well, yeah, surely. Um, <clears throat> I would it, I would like to know exactly who is is hodling uh, these uh, Shredder's NFTs. That's important to me. Uh, I, I realize that the market for NFTs, like if there ever was one, which there definitely really wasn't, is, is completely gone. But at the same time, like this week alone... Like when the last couple of days I saw that uh, Warner Brothers is putting out a collection of NFTs for the Flash movie, which I'm pretty sure has like crashed and fucking burned. Is, is that what you saw as well? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a flop, uh, mostly due to 
their star just doing all sorts of bad things and bad press and uh, you know i'd also throw in superhero fatigue i'd also from what i've just seen of little clips online it looks like shit man <laughs> uh it, it looks like a an n64 fighting game to me uh and also this week the nhl the would be the national hockey league decided to get in the nft game when the getting's good did you see that? I did not see that. What are they putting out? Like team logos or like hockey cards? Yeah, it's essentially like NFTs for like basically like a, a hockey, like a trading card. And uh, the, the collective reaction is, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> We're so beyond this. Why are you trying to squeeze a dollar out of something that is so dead? Anyway, I guess I'm just I'm morbidly fascinated by this soulless machinery that's trying to push uh, crypto and AI and and just a collective response of nobody wants this, man. I don't know. I guess they just see it as free, easy money that, you know, costs them nothing and that there are some freaks out there that will buy some, so it's worth it. I think that we've really reached the limit, man. I think that we're out of freaks. I think we're out of the like actual people that that buy this. It might be some kind of money laundering operation going on that might use it, but like the real people, if they ever were there, they're long gone, man. If anyone is actually a fan of the Shredders, please talk to us because um, I have questions and they're like respectful questions. I won't be mean, but be like, what do you like about this? Do you like that they are involved in NFTs and meta? Or do you like the music? Do you care that they're doing this? Does that bother you? And just because, man, <laughs> there's nothing good about this. Nothing. If you are a fan of the Shredders, talk to Jordan, not to me, because I will not be respectful. <laughs> um, but that's okay, though. Let's talk about some real music, if that's all right. Some like real organic stuff. How does, how does, how do you feel about that? organic genuine salt of the earth you know grown from the hard work of the music community and just really giving the people what they want when i think about like metal i think about like guys going out to the garage together like workshopping it like in person figuring this stuff out putting in the blood sweat and tears to write something that feels raw and organic and it feels like it came from the fucking soul you know so that's why we need to talk about the big six the former big six oh shit that's right the big six which is actually five members now and it's called it's something so fucking generic what, what is it called project mayhem no it's a project vengeance project vengeance of course um yeah what they, are they vengeancing against we don't know i well i mean <clears throat> we don't know that they, they put out uh, a new single just yesterday uh, called Vessel uh, and it's they they did a, a lyric video for it that features do you remember like in 1999 both uh, Corn and Limp Biscuit had like these specific doodles for them like it was a specific like uh, pupil-less cartoon of of all the band members for the for those bands, it wasn't just Corn and Limp Bizkit. Like a System of a Down did it. Oh, that's Cole, right. Cold Chamber did yeah, it. Yeah. They had those images of them were on T-shirts. I think Head PE did it. This was, I think Nonpoint did it. So it was it was a thing for like six months, and it just lives on now. It's all the uh, backyard baseball '99 looking caricatures, and I guess it's back because in their video for the song Vessel. We get to see Deathcore guy number one, Deathcore guy number two, three, four, and five with their own little cartoony avatars. And this is also a lyric video. And it's helpful that they actually have these cartoon people. They pop up when they're doing their part because there is no other way that you'd know who was doing it because they sound exactly the same. Yeah, it's it's five Deathcore vocalists uh, on the same track, which... I mean, I guess I don't know really what what you would expect to come out, except for this. This was the inevitable thing that it would be. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing else that this could possibly be. Uh, so you know what it is before diving in, but what you might not know, right, 
is that this was actually written, uh, the music at least, uh, by some YouTube jack-off. Yeah, it's written, the instrumental was penned by YouTube slash musician Nick Nocturnal, who I know because we keep getting promos for, like, he put out an album not that long ago and does things with other bands and we just get press releases for it. But, yeah, YouTube guy doing YouTube guy stuff with deathcore people. I realize that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an older gentleman now, and this is a perhaps an older gentleman opinion. It'd be a cold day in hell before I ever listen to a fucking YouTuber's album. <laughs> it's like they get enough clout or interest where they can like worm their way into working with actual bands and musicians, but it never really goes anywhere. It's like uh, what Jared Dines yeah. has a band with um, Howard Jones, but like, Nothing's ever really happened with it. I guess they put out music. I guess maybe they toured. Who cares? I'm just so saying, kinda... like, you you made a decision that you wanted to do YouTube shit instead of, like, going out and doing musician shit, and the two shall not meet. I will not respect you as a musician at all. Just make your Mr. Beast money and leave us alone. Exactly. Well, do your that stupid it... face on your fucking thumbnail and move along. <laughs> Your big surprisey face with your dirty rat-like mustache. Uh, what I did appreciate appreciate about this song is that, like we said, there's multiple deathcore vocalists, but it also has Will Ramos of Lorna Shore, and people have insisted about how like great his vocals are and how he's amazing and all. He sounds like everyone else in this song. It is there's literally no difference whatsoever. Um, but <clears throat> in. I still have never gotten a satisfying answer to why this project exists. Like, I, I, I guess it was kind of like a, a jokey idea, but they've decided to carry through with it. But why? And anyway, it's been out for a day, and this is something that is not necessarily big, but it does have like 14,000 views on it. So like, there, There is multiple built-in audiences for this. That's true. Um... The music here, it's bad. I don't, I don't like the music here. I think that you had one note for it, though. Specifically, one note. Uh, if we could play ten seconds of the song, it's there's this weird squeaky sound that happens throughout the entire song. That like I won't even try to replicate it because it won't do it justice. I. Again, baffling decision to put this in. I suppose it breaks up the rest of the song. That's just down-tuned breakdowns and chugging, but it's grating. Let's let's listen to this real quick. Okay, so I mean, like, <clears throat> the entire uh, project exists within a very, very thin frequency, except for, as you mentioned, the, the little squeaky bit. So I guess that, that serves some kind of purpose there. That's uh, the ear candy. That's the break everything up. Yeah, exactly. But I mean like, <clears throat> okay, so like the music isn't very good. Uh, it's pretty, pretty generic. Not a lot going on there. Uh, we, th that's not the star of the show though. We've got five vocalists here. So let's, uh, let's, let's look at what each of them is doing. Right. Uh, I mean, th there is a, a couple of points where they're uh, all singing together. Uh, and they're it, harmonizing. No, they're not harmonizing. They're just all like, <laughs> "Oh my life, I pray for someone like you." Pray for someone like. Um. Okay, well, that's all pretty, pretty generic as well. I've seen a lot of people, uh, when when they're praising uh, Lorna Shore, uh, they talk about uh, how much they enjoy the lyrics. Of, of Lorna Shore as well. They think that uh, uh, Will Ramos is a very uh, poetic kind of guy. So maybe we should look at the lyrics here. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? Uh, people can point to a band like Converge, who maybe you don't get a lot out of hearing vocals, but when you read it, you could see that there's you know real thought and emotion and feelings put into it. So yeah, you know, I'm willing to see what he has to say. Okay, so let's, Will actually opens up this one, and it's helpful here that uh, my lyrics transcription, I've got my little doodle with each one so I can let you know who's doing what. 
Uh, so we're starting with Will Ramos of uh, Lorna Shore. He says, as the battle moves forward, buried underneath the scorn of the sun, resisting memories, conquering all, standing as one. So this is kind of like, uh, he's he's got like, uh, he's talking about a glorious fight that he and others are involved in, right? Does that make this sense? Is, this is my fight song. <laughs> Take back my life song. Uh, moving on from there, we go to Dickie Allen from Infant Annihilator. He says, I will take the pain intertwining be- between my delusional rage, intercepting the message that this intervention has become divine. So I guess Dickie is adding here to this story, saying that this is a fight that they're all involved in, that is righteous somehow, and he's getting real mad about it, but uh, he's got like a, a divine intervention guiding him through the battle. Is that what you're getting out of it? I was having trouble getting over intertwining between. It's intertwining just... between my delusional rage. I would say that it, rolls off the tongue pretty good. Well, it just isn't intertwining and between sort of the same thing. I mean, not quite, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, obviously you're not a poet. That's uh, that's pretty clear here, Jordan. Mm. Uh, Taylor Barber of Left to Suffer here says, Enter boundless rage with a blood-soaked mandate, discerning the bastard. What would... (laughs) Gotta discern that bastard. What, Mm. What would you sell just to feel imperceivable... Or the thought that you could escape. And I got to tell you, I think it's at this point that I'm starting to lose uh, the plot a little bit. I'm not. I'm no longer understanding the grand message that uh, the narrative that that, that that intertwines between all of this. We're getting a little abstract, but okay, we, we can stick with it. Those are some big words. Well, I mean, what do you make of that? That one does it, does that verse make sense to you? That I guess they're they're ready for a fight and they're really mad, but maybe they kind of want to just go away for a little while and think things through. I mean, he's saying, "What would you sell just to feel imperceivable or the thought that you could escape?" So, like, he's saying he would sell, uh, I don't know, like uh, his c- cool gravity bong or whatever, if people could just not see him. Like, he wants to be John Cena. Um, Darius, Darius here of, uh, spite, uh, says I've spent my days in hell. My skin has been torched by the lies that you sell, but years go by and I'll protect this destiny till I die. <clears throat> what do you, what do you make of that one? He went to Phoenix and it was really hot and he got a sunburn. Mm, that would do it. Uh, let's see. Here it says, um, in the wake of what we've created, desperately finding fate through the madness, time has stopped moving forward, and I'm the one who will show no remorse. Vengeance. In the wake of what they've created, they're desperately finding fate through the madness. Is that something or is that gibberish? What do you, what do you make of that? I mean, it is gibberish, but I guess the the, the fight's back on now. They're going to meet in Temecula, and it's on. <laughs> Kingdoms will crumble under the force of vengeance, consumed by force. We're going back to Tyler here of Infinite Annihilator. This is the part that I think really, really drove this uh, song home for me. It says, Crushed by the weight of the burden of spectacular, visceral despair. A sick delusion of the animal I have let escape. It's clawing underneath my skin. This is worth your weight and bloodshed. There's no escape. So that's cool. It kinda, he rhymed escape with escape there. I kind of kind of like that. But it's a spectacular... It's a sick delusion, Okay. He has a sick mm-hmm. delusion of the animal I have let escape. Is that maybe the most clunky line you've ever heard in your life? The sick delusion of the animal I've let escape. The, so he, the, the animal he let escape is clawing underneath his skin. 
and it has a sick delusion. So it's like a squirrel that he was keeping in his pants and it's gotten heat stroke and it's clawing its way out and uh, it doesn't know what's going on. I, I guess that's what I'm getting. It's wor- He's also saying that this sick delusion of the animal he's let escape that's crawling underneath his skin is worth your weight in bloodshed. So apparently it's also a very good squirrel otherwise. Uh, in the wake of what we've created here, desperately finding fate through the madness. Time has stopped moving forward, and I'm the one who will show no remorse. I guess that's their chorus there. It's real real catchy, actually. Uh, Ever since I could remember, this world's wanted me dead, and if they want me as a martyr, then they'll have to drag me from this grave. Well, the world wouldn't want you as a martyr. Well, the world wants him dead, is Mm -hmm. what he's saying, and if they want him as a martyr they'll have to dig him from his grave. So are other people going to have to dig him from his grave and not the world? So, but I'm, I guess the world wants him dead, and if they want him as a martyr, they're going to have to take him out of his grave. But if he's already but, dead, then like he can't... Where but really, the world wouldn't want him to be a martyr because they, they want him dead. They don't want people rising up, the Deathcore world rising up and... And, you know, fighting back against the world, using him as an example, the world just wants him dead. Uh, Will uh, says here, they want me dead, to echo his his (laughs) verse here. Sure. Tyler says, suffocating me with constant pressure, there is no escape. They fall to me, we can't be contained. Break your effing face tonight, give me something to break. For my money... This song is more baffling than the Shredder's AI-generated song. It's like, you know how there's uh, death metal bands who, like, focus on medical jargon? That's their whole thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll Carcass has done this and other bands where they'll get out a medical dictionary and they'll kind of pick and choose words from there and throw it in. And, you know, it sounds all cool with the scalpels and the orchiectomies and all that. Um, but like with Deathcore, it feels like they kind of do the same thing, but with thesaurus.com. Like, yeah. what's another word for fight? What's another word for kill? I I I don't disagree, and I think that's been like a common tactic in the history of metal. Like uh, Halford himself uh, copped to it in his book. Like he carried a thesaurus with him everywhere, so he could kind of like mix it up a little bit. But like. This is straight gibberish, man. Like there is there is nothing here that fits together. There's nothing here that makes any sense. And like things don't necessarily have to make perfect lyrical sense or whatever, but like this is nothing. You're not saying anything at all. I I guess like what's the theme of this song? Fighting. I guess. I guess. Against who? I don't know. Why? I don't know. What does any of this mean? I'm not sure. Because at the end of the day, it's like you might as well have lyrics that are like, I will punch you in the butt and you will bleed and stuff. Because that's the same thing. I would prefer hearing that, to be honest with you, because we're not going to try to dress up what is obviously like a brain dead song, man. Um, let's look at the comments here. Um, it says here, uh, at Yama, whatever, says there are two acceptable times for a grown man to cry. Number one, while looking at the Grand Canyon. Number two, while listening to this masterpiece. Uh, as 89 likes there under the, uh, under the video. Uh, at Weebs or Krangs 2102 says, <laughs> Darius is such a perfect contrast to the other vocals. And I'm going to sure. say, is he? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, you have Sprite, you have Starry, you have uh, Lemon Lime Slice. It's all different. Um, let's see. Uh, El- Melomaniac says, well worth the wait. Absolutely filthy and disgusting. All those rich, gorgeous vocals at once just about killed me and I loved it. Y'all are amazing. I love how this video showed who was singing each part too. Was it rich and gorgeous for you? This is like, I want to talk to someone from the Shredders. I want to talk to, uh, whatever, a 22-year-old Deathcore fan and be like, what separates this from any of their other bands? And 
if there are things, I'd be happy to listen to them and nod along patiently. But I, I don't know, man. I know it's not for me, but I can't really pick out anything that's different from any of their bands or any of the other bands that are doing the same thing. But I, like, I know they're they're popular and they still have uh, their fans. It's kind of like the way I feel about Acacia Strain almost. It's like, man, this is not for me, and I do not know what you're doing that special, but people love you. I, I actually like the Acacia Strain because I feel like they they have something closer to actual strong song structure. <laughs> They've also been around a lot longer. Yeah, that's fair. Um but this, there is nothing. There is nothing here. I, I don't. I feel like these people are like engaged in a mass delusion. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, Deathcore must be destroyed. It's been fifteen years. It's time to go. It's time to go. Same with metalcore. We need something else. Um. Anyway, I, I've certainly. I think I've certainly had enough of this one. Um. For folks that have suffered through this one. I got great news. Our next episode is another theme episode, so we don't have to talk about Deathcore or NFTs or Ronnie goddamn Radke. So uh, stick with us at least one more week. We will absolutely carry it through for you. Anything else you want to add on this one, man? You could follow us on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. At Joe Thrashenkill, at 365 Days of Horror, DMs are open. Say hi to us. We are both on Blue Sky. You could email us, toiletofhell at gmail.com and toiletofhellradio at gmail.com. Do all of those things all at once, ideally. Uh, As for me, I think I'm out of here, man. What do you think? Patreon.com slash toiletofhell. Give us money, give us money, give us money. Bye.
were listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.